not only give myself permission, but it's okay to actually yeah. just break up your day. Here's the thing. We run our own days, huh? yet we feel trapped and slaves to others. And that what I mean is actually shut down that brain. Close yes. your eyes, turn off, and come back refreshed. Try this bad boy out for science. You are welcome to take a seat at the table where we use a new lens, where humanity are stakeholders. Different distinctions encouraged, intention starts from a no-judgment zone, a certain age is not criteria, and where you become comfortable with the uncomfortable to facilitate a new conversation. There you go. So my son, by the way, we're live. We're live already. Um, my son, yeah, yeah, yeah. My son, um, welcome to conversation at the decision table. Um, my my son wanted a clear one because he said I need to be able to see myself through it. I'm like, okay, if that works for you. All right, so here we are. I have literally come from a hot, sweaty walk. Look, you, you can see it under the light. I'm uh, that's just because I'm so shiny today. It's my new look, and it's I don't know, you must have got it somewhere over that way. But we had the massive storm last night, and I woke up this morning and the the sun is out a little bit, it's not raining, so I thought I better yeah. get a walk in while I can because this weather is crazy. Well, you're good. I hope you did a little bit extra for me because I haven't <laughs> the start of that consistent exercise yet and I really have to. So I have to because otherwise, and, you know, I'm, I'm thanks to Michelle Frost, a little shout-out to Michelle Frost because she, she looks amazing. She's a runner yeah. and, you know, I'm looking forward to her little trainings coming out. She sent me a book called Spark and I started reading that a little bit yesterday and it talks around the importance of movement and mm. our brain functioning at its highest level. You know, I'm a, I'm a huge believer in, in being strong with health and, you know, if we want peak performance, I don't know about you, I'm a results-orientated chick, so... Mm. <laughs> I know, I didn't want to presume, but I, I, I pretty much... I can put my hat on too if you want. You can, thank you. That makes me feel so much better. It does, I feel like... I feel so much more at home now, having a casual conversation. But I also, when I was... Another shout-out goes to Janine and Kelly because they were out running this morning and they stopped me, hence why I'm kind of puffing in here and last yeah. minute sliding in at the chair because they were like, oh, how's the conversations going? We're, you know, I checked them out and, oh, that was a good one. Da, 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 da. So <laughs> I said, uh, that's why I've got to go because we've got to get into the next conversation. Mm -hmm. So these conversations, yeah, I'm loving the I will get, are you, thank you, you've been on yeah. them and I you've been, been amazing. Day. Yeah. I know. And I've loved your feedback. I've loved your uh, little encouragements when we've had laughs. I've loved your questions or your thinking, your insights. You're so deep, girl. And I'm really excited to have you here today because, like I was about to say, these conversations... 400 times later, I'll get to it. These conversations <laughs> are just conversations that I'm committing to having each day this month because, you know, I'm putting together a white paper around a need, what I believe is a need for a new approach to leadership. And the only way that I know to have better conversations around these is 
if we um, or better insights around these and know that I'm on the right target and what I'm thinking or where I'm going with this is if I have new conversations with people each day and open yeah, it up. Absolutely. Yeah. Why do you think now is the time for a new approach to leadership? Do you think COVID has actually changed that? I mean, I've seen that definitely in, in the you know the small business space. Yeah, so I think there's a lot of things. You know, it's funny because I I said yesterday when and you were on there, but I yeah. I kind of said I wrote I started writing a book and it was obviously a few years ago now. I thought it was only about a year and a half, two years ago. But Sam pointed it out. Sam pointed out that it was probably about three years ago that I began yeah. writing this book on isolation, and now more than ever that I picked it up again last year and I was like. I, I kind of felt bad putting it out now because it's all about isolation, right? And we've really hit it because of COVID. Yet a lot of these topics, a lot of these, the thinkings and what, what I believe is kind of the new approach to leadership, it has been needed for a long time. Yeah. COVID has just accelerated that need. Mm-hmm. That's what I believe. And, and, on it for sure. and gone, hey, if you don't make this priority, if you don't change the direction of where leadership's going right now, it's not going to have a sustainable sort of <laughs> future. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think a lot of leadership's like that right now. How has it happened for you and COVID? Tell me more about that. Uh, I think it was Sam actually that mentioned it, but COVID was interesting. I was in New Zealand when COVID happened. Hmm. And so you know, we were still, we were quite insulated because I was down in Queenstown. So we yeah. didn't really sort of understand except for um, there were still shelves full of you know, toilet paper and everything else. So we we're having a bit of a joke. And but by the time we got back and we did have to cut the, short, the, the trip short and come back early, but I went into a state of I have to step up and serve and support my clients. I had clients shutting down. I had clients actually having to quickly, and I'm not going to use the word pivot because everyone was using that word pivot, remember that? Yeah, and we all got kind of tired of it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, but we had to quickly transform a bricks and mortar business into, say, online. So, Mm. you know, we had uh, lots of clients that needed to actually get into that space because they were literally closed to the public. And, And so my whole focus was just on my clients. And then by the time I sort of came up for air, COVID struck our family with my mum almost dying, my sister being diagnosed with breast cancer. And so come about maybe November, I sort of, I think, hit a wall, still serving the customers. Actually, I'd managed to close some really big clients as well. But I think everything has just happened at such a fast pace that by the end of the year, it was like, oh, man, I need to just shut down completely. And I think this is where we come to a new approach to leadership. And I was just saying this before we came on live, is in 30 years of business, January, that sort of December, January period had been one of my busiest periods. And I had to make a a solid decision to completely shut off. And and this year was the first year. So I only opened up my laptop two days ago for the first time since before Christmas. And Mm -hmm. I didn't even look at an email on my iPhone. Sorry to all those clients that sent me an email because they haven't looked yet. But I think that's where when we're shifting to that new approach to leadership is how can we expect to step up and serve at a bigger, broader, you know, level 
if we can't actually first and foremost nurture ourselves and I think that new approach to leadership one of the key words should be nurture and it's lead from within first before we can lead externally and then you talk about the dimensions of leadership and all those different levels but yeah COVID it just seems like a blur but I heard on so I've gone, I was, a, I broke my clubhouse virginity yesterday and my daughter texts me, she's away and she said, what the hell is that, mum? Like, did you have to use that word? And But that's just my personality and, and that's what it was. But um, they're just conversations. But I have to say there was a couple of people on there sort of having these conversations, not just about leadership, but about how has a new year really started or is it just a new calendar? Mm. And I'm um, seeing that move in and I think I'd really, I'd really sort of thought about that and thought, no, I'm looking at it as a new year because I think that's when you come with a fresh approach to thinking. Yeah, good. To leadership, a fresh <clears throat> approach to how am I going to look after, let's say, your health and your fitness and, you know, mental health and well-being. And I think I really, I really have to look at this as this is a new year. It has clicked over. That means we get to reset. We get to reset how we show up every single day, whether it's leading our family or whether it's leading our business or our community or, or the global, the yes. wider impact that we, they, we're striving for. Oh, so many, so so many good things in what you're just saying there now. Like, let's shift back. You said mm. about... It's got to come from within. And right. I, here's the thing, like we, I don't know if you've noticed, but over the conversations, it's come up so many times of this whole, yes, we know there's a change. We know that there's a mm. need for a change, right? Like that's yeah. what we're saying. And a lot of leaders are saying that, have mm. said it for a little while now. The thing is, you can start, you know, you can talk about the fact there's a need for a change. You can see that there's problems yeah. in, in whatever anyone's doing, whether it's whatever industry you're in, there are problems in the industry somewhere mm. if you look for them, right? There always mm. is. Mm. Always. So so we know that, but what I don't see is a lot of people who are willing to go, I see this as a problem. And this could be a start of a solution. Let's start mm. moving towards that. So they're very clear there's a problem. And, yes, they're very clear on that there should be a change of something. I'm not seeing a lot of people who are willing to stand up and outside of the noise <laughs> stand strong in going, mm. okay, so this hasn't worked. I'm trying this. And it doesn't. And I this is where I believe part of a new approach is very much about evolution, that it's yeah. a journey, that it's not that we've got, this is the set model, this is a set framework, this is a set way to do it, but that it's forever evolving as we continue. And like you said, you know, the world is changing so fast. We have to do these shifts quite quickly. Absolutely. And ready for it, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I'm, I mean, I've been in business for a long time, but I learned some of the, the greatest insights into being flexible and adaptable when I learned to surf. Let's just... Get it out there. I am not a pro surfer. Okay? I saw it was going to go there. I saw it was going to go there. No, I, I mean, we could pretend just for a moment. Like we? I'm like, okay, girl, show me these photos. <laughs> I have not seen them on your profile. Uh, <laughs> oh, there are some photos of the kids, actually. Probably none of me. <laughs> 
exactly i was like <laughs> my daughter's into surfing i've got to get you surfing with her and you know let's, okay let's, let's have a disclaimer there i learned in waikiki so we know how small the waves yes. are there, <laughs> the best right? place ever to learn yeah, <laughs> yeah. but You've got to be flexible and adaptable. You can't be rigid and you can't show up. And I think you can get the biggest business lessons and leadership lessons from mm. some of the other things we do in life. Cycling back, and you and I have a similar brain, so, you know, we either forget or we <laughs> go off somewhere else. But cycling back when <laughs> you said something like, and I can't remember, this is going to be a fun conversation if we're going to it. I know. Usually I know. someone else can compensate for me on the other end. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I mean, hopefully we can sort of, you know, compensate each other. That, that flexibility and adaptability, and you said you're talking about problems, and even though we know we need to change is why aren't we? And I think people are too close to their problems. And, and look at human beings naturally, right? We, we naturally, well, I don't and you don't, but most human beings naturally, um, and I'm sure most people who are listening to us don't either, but we naturally go to the negative. We naturally focus on and put the lens on yeah. the problem. And I think when as leaders, it's really important to be able to take that step back, you know, or completely remove yourself to be able to look clearly through that lens. Mm -hmm. You know, when we're going for an eye test, we're not looking into our own eye. We've got the optometrist looking through the lens. Yeah. Correct. And, and I think that's really important. So if as leaders and even as, as a, you know, just a leader of a, a solo entrepreneur business. Yes. I think it, regardless of what size you are, I think this year businesses will do better. Communities will do better if we can just remove ourselves or detach a little bit from the problem from that and and remove the flight fight angst response of oh god we're going to have another year like we did last year and just start to go well how what do we need to do how can we solve this and and the key to to leadership is you don't need to know the how yet you just need to identify the problem and know that we actually can have a conversation around what are some possible solutions. Yeah. Okay, so let's pull that apart a little bit because yeah. I think I think that absolutely what you're saying is true and if there is a problem and we see there's a problem and we've got to have a conversation, mm -hmm. there's obviously mm -hmm. a gap between those things, the yeah, problem definitely. and the conversation. What yeah. what do you think is holding, and it might be holding you back at times, but mm -hmm. what do you think is holding leadership from having these conversations? And even like I always talk about being able to be comfortable with the uncomfortable conversation, right? Yeah. So I think one is just outright fear. Will my idea or will my conversation or the idea around the solution be a valid one or be accepted by others? So why is that to, such a fear? Why is that a fear? Like even pull that apart. Um, I think, I think, well, I, it's not that I think, I know, because we've had many yeah. conversations around it. Okay. And you pull me up all the time for saying, I think. I love how when I'm having conversations on here, like because you you were in my world, you guys do it, and I didn't even have to do it. It's so I good. know, I know, I know. It's awesome. What I, what I do know, what I've also yeah. learned and observed from 
when we were on the Global Intelligence Forum and, and you know, listening to Mary and some of the amazing other people in this community is, mm. and, and also just listening to, to clients is let's break fear down. It's self-worth. It's mm. am I good enough, especially in female leadership. I mean, we are seeing that emerging a lot more, but men have this, bold confidence to be able to you know just come to the table and start a conversation and we've spoken about this actually you and I have spoken about this yeah definitely and and I think so okay so I'm one of these people and you know it that we've got to go even further down that layer so now we're getting into there's actually there are gender differences in this way that mm. not all we're generalizing a gender right now. We're not saying no. every single person within a gender is going to be this way or whatever, but there are noticeable and probably research around this at some yeah. point and, and later back it up. But exactly what we've both observed in our world because I know we've Mm. had this conversation so why do you think there is such a difference between genders as well like why why can a guy just go and and I know there is research around the fact that if they go for a role in a in a job a new employment Mm. and a guy will go yes I absolutely are skilled for this role I can do this not a problem and they probably maybe 40 percent of know how to do that role but the confident they could get in there if we see one little tiny little thing as a female the female will tend to go no I'm not skilled for that role because they saw one thing they couldn't do and where does even that come from I believe it comes from environment, right? And we're talking about this could also be generational environment. So have a look at the involvement of women in leadership and, and how, you know, far we've come but also in such a short period of time. So women weren't given the voice and now we have this opportunity. And, and by the way, if I can sort of flip this a little bit, Because in some situations, it's changed. So some men don't have a voice now. Yes, I agree. So I I believe this new approach to leadership is actually acknowledging first, being very self-aware, but also being aware of others. Yeah. And and so if you're self-aware and you're you know that you or you can see that gold nugget will come out of someone else that um I think being aware of, of the environment and aware of the other people around you to actually then open the door to allow that or enable that person to have that conversation, then starts to build a habit. And I know you're big on habits and you're big on patterns and consistency and everything else so am I and it's really about stacking that new learned behavior Mm. so if we believe if we weren't shut down we could have an open conversation today and we weren't shut down about it and not necessarily praised or getting recognition not just heard and then maybe tomorrow we can have a deeper conversation and then the next day or week or month or whatever so I do believe it's environment, but we can, here's the, the magic of it, we can change our environment and we can help Totally, because that's in your control yeah. what you can do right now, right? Absolutely. And uh, I believe I equip others and I believe I enable others to, mm. you know, 
be be their true potential, whether it's with their voice, whether it's standing in their value, whether it's, you know, building and growing that that certainty and confidence to to lead and to grow a business. I believe it starts from there. Can I go back to that gender thing? Because mm. my head's stuck there again right now. <laughs> and, 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 and it's stuck there because of a, a, and this is part of the new approach to leadership mm. that I really feel strongly around right now. And that is mm. that we see humanity as stakeholders at the decision table. And it's funny because you, we were talking about females and then you go, and if I was to flip that about males, and I'm like, that's where I see it, not as about male, female, but as humanity as the humanity. first place. Yes. Yes. And then we Absolutely. bring our distinctions. So part of our distinctions is whether you're, you know, and, you know, we have to, whatever we identify with, as we now That's say right. across the world. And, and so, like, whatever that is, that's your distinction that you bring to the decision table. Yeah. Yeah. But until Absolutely. we get to a point that we can either lay aside that now we're going for this right or that right, I, I don't know, are we going to be able to actually have conversations? And and it feels like for me, when we see humanity as stakeholders, so it becomes that the one thing we actually do have in common at this table, mm. no matter who you are, what environment, what thinking, you know, what, what gender you came out as, the playing field starts getting even because we're coming as humanity at, as a starting point starting point yes yeah and and i think that's the key and whether it's it's big business global organizations small or or just even households and and broader communities i if we can all approach that and and just see everyone as that that you know it's like when you go on a soccer field right and most players are considered equal. Mind you, mm. when you when you put your little five-year-old on the soccer field and he's put into goalie, <laughs> most parents are complaining, aren't they? Unless they're yes. really good at diving and catching the ball. But, but I think when you're looking at a game, you rely heavily on everyone else's thinking, moves, strategy. So why aren't we doing it at the decision table? Why yeah, aren't so we why? doing why? Let's dive into that. Like why, Why to me, this sounds such an easy starting point, yet it seems so far from where the tables are at yeah. at this moment. And if we look way. at, sorry, if we yeah. look at all the yeah. racial tension, we look at yeah. um, a lot of the global issues that are happening right now, yeah. and we see that the division from where we are now to seeing humanity as stakeholders at the decision mm-hmm. table, we're far from that. The gap is wider and wider every day. I, there are two words that come to mind talking about this, and it's permission and judgment. Mm. And so I think permission works two ways. We're not giving others permission. Oh, no, I, have I like that. To give mm-hmm. others permission, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we're not giving ourselves permission. So it's the two personality types. And the judgment, the judgment comes from the inability to give someone permission. And the judgment often could be a mirror. Let's go down into NLP and everything yeah. else. And so that goes know. back to yourself again, yes. A hundred percent, yeah. Are we judging others or are we judging ourselves? And depending on how evolved and how much they've grown and depends on how much of a modern-day leader that person is, depends on whether 
they're actually giving others or even themselves the permission. Okay, so let's go down this because, you know, a lot of people go, you're so vocal to me that you're, Mm. you stand up, you're very strong in what you believe. Do you know, I wasn't born like that. I definitely didn't begin like that. I, at, at school, my reports were always very quiet and reserved and shy needs to speak out more <laughs> wow so that's that's funny because you're a scorpio like i am um <laughs> so we are strong but so i was very shy i'm an identical twin born five mm, minutes amazing after my twin. so i was the shadow behind my twin and so although I was very shy hard to believe my only job in the world was um you know McDonald's to save up for schoolies week I've been Mm. self-employed and my mum always said that that was the the turning point for me because I was so shy and I had to learn how to serve a customer and how to upsell and cross-sell and you know would you like fries with that and and all of that and I was so afraid to actually even tell the the um the you know the team in the kitchen to leaving one cheeseburger but on my reports always talkative always mm. not in primary school but high school it shifted and yeah I'd get in trouble and then sit next to the teacher and then strike up a conversation with the teacher <laughs> that's and, hilarious and, and I don't think I've stopped you know but here's the weird thing I'm actually real I'm an extrovert introvert right or introverted extrovert mm-hmm. something like that I think I'm the opposite because not all the, I don't all the time or don't always have a have a voice but I can't imagine you not being um you're not being sort of you know forthcoming but that grows because of our environment doesn't it so here's here's a few thinking around it a few thoughts around that and uh if I think about it as a young girl at school the one thing I was really good at in in school other I was always good at actually I was really good at sports and all that like that was my my big thing but never in the classroom I didn't understand I was the kid you know right at the beginning of uh I remember right in primary school being one of there were all these boys up the front and I was the one girl and I had the strap and so it was the days of the strap you know um and I was uh whipped over the hand because I wrote with my left hand not my right hand and they Mm -hmm. they actually made me swap my hands fortunately I'm ambidextrous but we'll go there later on that conversation around brains I do want to bring that up a little bit because of both of us with our brains but here here was the interesting thing was I was really good at debates at school like that was Mm -hmm. one thing I was fantastic at and if you look at that trait and you look at how yes you see me now as as very much a person who is vocal I'm vocal when I talk about what I'm passionate about. So if there's yeah, a vision yeah. and a drive towards what I'm speaking about yeah. and that it gives voice to something, then yeah. I am an, an advocate. I am your biggest, you know, loud mouth on that thing. Yeah. And now yeah. I realised that, yeah. that and, and, you know, that swapped over for many years as a youth speaker because mm. I felt there was a lot of young people who didn't have voices and I wanted to give them a voice. And so I became very strong in that way. If you look at a lot of speakers, by the way, a lot of speakers on the 
on the circuit, you know, when we used to go to events and speak at events, you know, those mm. things, you know, a lot of the speakers are actually, a lot of them are introverts if you get to know yeah. them. Yeah. So they're fantastic speakers on stage, but in small groups or in, and I have to say, I'm one of these oh, people. Yes, I'm yeah. married to someone who actually is a phenomenal extrovert, very good at the everyday conversation. I'm not good at that. Yeah. Even on these yeah. conversations, our relaxed conversations go deep in these conversations, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because these are my everyday conversations. And yeah. and I realise that that's a skill to go deep, but it's actually where I'm passionate, I've got something to say, I want to hear what you've got to say about it. And so I'm really willing to create spaces where this is this is just the way we are. This is our norm. But I think that's really important because, I mean, going deep is my norm too, but that's where change happens because yeah. if we play at a superficial level, all we're doing is having conversations, but we're not influencing change. Yeah. So you can only, when you go deep, you actually can really sort of pull apart and dissect and go, what's really the real issue? Because you and I both know that, when you start to actually say, well, what's the what's the actual problem? And mm. then you dive deeper and you go, well, really, is that the real problem? And then yeah. you actually identify a new problem. Correct. Um, and that's a much bigger one. So just get over that last one and exactly, let's move on. Exactly. Exactly. And, yeah. and that's where real change. So I think it, it, let's actually go all the way back to a new approach to leadership. Mm. Leaders need to get, or it's important that leaders dive deeper. Mm. I think we're playing too superficially. But again, that goes back to what your permission thing. And yes. and let's go down that bit, like with the permission. If we were to be more vocal, if we were to stand mm -hmm. up as leaders and lead the way, and in lots of ways even pioneer the way, if that is truly to be the way to go as mm. a future sort of new approach, then how do we give others permission and ourselves more permission? Like I just choose to give myself a permission, but I know not everyone thinks like that and I know that's not easy for everyone. And, and honestly... There are underlying fundamentals that really influence our subconscious okay. mind, right? So, but that doesn't mean we all have to go and get years of therapy either because if you're um, around our age, then chances are that... So 21, we, right? Absolutely. 100% Kiri Marie. <laughs> in, our, in our dreams. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. Well, hang on a minute. My kids are older than me. <laughs> uh, oops, it doesn't work out. Good point. <laughs> but, you know, when I was growing up, we 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 were seen, we weren't heard. Mm. Right? And then if we spoke out of line, we were pretty much punished for it. So... So true. I think, yeah, and and that generation, I think our generation or our children's generation have somewhat had it easier but also harder, right, because there are different, it's a different shift in, in time. But I think the kids nowadays have more of a voice, potentially mm. less respect. Yes, so I agree on that. Right? Where we didn't have the voice, we had the respect, but the, the challenge is we have the respect of others, but not having a voice 
took away the respect of ourselves. So how do we get both? Because I think there's so much to learn from respect. I have to say one of the biggest things that I've used as mentors throughout my life has been having older people in my world. And I mean much older. You know, one of my very first mentors and someone that has had such a strong influence on me Her name was Reverend Catherine Hollister-Jones. She's now not alive, but she was just this most amazing woman. And she was literally like a Mother Teresa. She she actually gave her life to her work in India. And so she served in India and then would go throughout the world and, and, um, you know, try and get prayer and help and serve others to come in and be a part of that. And that was her whole life mission. And I would always, whenever I was in New Zealand, I would always, and she was back there, I would always make sure that our times would connect. And Mm. I just sat at her feet, literally sat at her feet, Mm. just listening to her talk. Why? Because I so respected that she had wisdom that I didn't because she was beyond my years. She had wisdom and thoughts and insights that I didn't because she Mm -hmm. had seen things I had not been ever a part of. Mm -hmm. And she used very different lenses because she was on a a total different generation to what I was. And I just was fascinated by that and I really respected her. I don't see as much of that now, but I think there's something about that respect of those that have gone before you, those that have been the ones pioneering the way ahead of you. And do you think it's just as easy when we talk about the permission thing, it's just as easy to looking at those that have walked the path before us and those that have made that big impact that we just trust ourselves and trust that they actually have walked that path it was okay we it is okay we can give ourselves that permission is it as easy as just making a decision well you're asking me who's like decision velocity and i'm like exactly but you asked my husband and we just did this the other day there was something Mm. and i said why do you always look for the new pill the new fandangle that will help you to do something and i go why don't you just light bulb make a decision and he goes because we're not all like that carrie marie So I don't get it if you can't just make a decision. I do get it. I know there's things mm-hmm. that stop you and I know how to break those patterns. And and I also know because I get caught into emergencies where people like literally have had a gun. They went to, mm-hmm. to go to shoot someone else and I was caught in to help them to maybe decide that wasn't a good choice, right? Mm-hmm. And so they did that and two hours later went home with their wife and has never done it ever since either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so it's just learning to rewire into a different brain cell but um, not all decisions are empowering either I mean not everyone knows but you know my husband made the the most permanent decision in committing suicide so not all decisions serve and support so I think I think yes there are two types of people but what if we enabled or yeah what if we enabled people to just be free to make a decision and trust that decision because once you've made that first decision the next part opens up yeah and and it's like the willingness anyone can change my belief is anyone can change your decisions you make right from today onwards if you want to but you have to want to do it 
So I think, like you say, it's create the space where there's the availability to make that decision if you want to and choose to. And Mm. also go, hey, if you don't choose that, that's okay. But just know I'm choosing it and whoever else is a part of this tribe is choosing it and Mm. we're going to keep moving forward. And And you can come on the journey or not. That's right. The thing is, is, I mean, I've been wanting to and I made a decision to, um, you know, focus on better health and fitness and everything else. And that didn't happen. So when you break all those things down, the same happens in business, in leadership. And there are so many other influencing factors that that's where we need a tribe. That's where we need a table. That's why you've got the decision table. Right. I believe leadership, whether it's personal leadership or leadership in an organisation or a home or whatever, you have to have the people around you because if you're unable to make, why are we making individual decisions? We should be making collaborative decisions, collective decisions, and that's part of supporting that new approach to leadership is there is not just one leader. No, and we've got to get away from that Yeah, because that's saying, hey, you know, I've got it all, I know it all, and that is just not a truth. Yeah. And well, I'm I mean, like Terry Marie. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know. You're pretty amazing. And <laughs> no, we're, like, we'll all fly around the room because you are. No, <laughs> you are. And here's the thing. Even if you are amazing and I'm amazing, that's Absolutely. two people who do it together. That's imagine what we can do because that amazingness just multiplied just by that. That's and right. then we join and others into that pot and another one into that pot. Like But I think we've also proven and you've proven with these the, these conversations is that it's it's okay to disagree with things, it's okay yeah. to agree with things, to bring fresh ideas or new ideas or challenging ideas to the yeah. table actually yeah. then moves you closer to a particular decision and I think moving forward people need to challenge themselves decide themselves to actually go I need to look at this take a day out take two days out whatever it takes yeah yeah that's right to really bring that lens in front of them and say, don't wait till the end of the quarter and say, oh, God, now job keep is over or or any other benefits when we're around the world. Why wait? I think now is the time. Mm. Life doesn't just, life may not happen tomorrow. So it's important, I think, we've got to strip it back, pull the right lens in and know that you don't always have to look through the same lens. I love that. And that, that's all about what the new approach to leadership is, mm, is, mm. is what if we just change some of our lenses in which mm. we start looking and, and, you know, building the culture that we are within our leadership. Well, even as simple as going back to the permission thing yes. is just writing it on a piece of paper on the wall. Yeah. I give myself permission, permission. today mm-hmm. and just know it's okay. I think oftentimes we forget to just pat ourselves on the back and say, do you know what, go for it. Just take a chance. What's the worst case scenario? But give yourself yeah. permission. Totally. So here's mm. here's the thing I want to say because I think people go, yeah, so it's easy for you to make a decision. It's easy for you to give yourself permission. Tanya, mm. I know that you, like myself, have had struggle health-wise. Tell us a bit about mm. like with the brain. Like it's not all easy and red roses, right? No, it's not. I mean, for me, I've got a rare medical condition and most people actually don't know this. So mm. I've got a tiny little hole in the superior canal of my ear. 
Yeah. It does require brain surgery. So the, the little hole travels from the uh, top of the canal. It's, it's There's a crack in the temporal bone. So it allows sound and air to travel through my ear and circulate the brain. What does that mean? My brain works 10 times I was going to say it would work so hard. Yeah. My brain works harder I think at the best of times because I'm that you know learning junkie and just a yes. sponge then add the the it's called superior semicircular canal dehiscence dehiscence meaning whole but what they actually have to do is cut a big you know they have to do a craniotomy and pull out the the skull and retract yeah. the brain and go in and do this little repair and uh, you know that's risky too but how does it impact the brain my brain goes off like yours at a million miles an hour anyway, right? It yes. impacts my focus. Yeah. It impacts so I interrupt quite a lot, mm. right? You, you lot do of, that because you don't want to forget, right? Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. A lot of people think that that's a, a lack of listening skill. No, I've actually right. got a rare medical condition that impacts yeah. my brain and doesn't impact my intellect but brain fog now yeah. my gorgeous um sister she's she, big big executive role she's had to take time mm-hmm. off with her um with her um treatment at the moment but she's commenting about brain fog and short-term yeah. memory loss and and not taking that away from her because i'm blessed i don't have cancer mm. at the moment and but that brain fog's real and i think a lot of people we see it yeah. In in leadership, regardless of whether you've got a condition or not, correct, right? Yeah, that's true. And let's yes. talk about the brain. I think we mm. we opened this up a little bit the other day. Yeah. What leaders don't realise, or any any person, is your brain is actually, uh, and your decision making muscle is actually a fatiguing muscle. It is. It is. Right. So. When leaders are showing up at the end of the day to make decisions for their family, they're spent. It's tired. It's like going to the gym and working out, you know, well, I'm not clearly not working out my arms, (laughs) but it's the same thing. So I think we need to bring our decisions and our thinking in the beginning of the day if we're fatigued by the end of the day. So you've got to sort of look at you and work out where does it work for you. Or oh, have so, a nap, have a nap in the afternoon. Like I'm doing that at the moment because yeah, I'm yeah, getting back lovely. into, yeah, I'm getting back into the work cycle again, but I'm also, you know, trying to balance that out because we talked about this before we came on. Australia's yeah. kind of like known for not amping it up totally by the, you know, January. In fact, often in Australia you don't talk to people about business until February. But, you know, part of making sure that I can burn the candles in lots of different areas right now is I'm having naps in the afternoon. Mm. And I can tell you, like yesterday afternoon and the the day before, my production level Mm. was actually really, really high. And it was because I'd listened to my body. And Mm. you, the problem with our brains is that because we're working hard and I've Mm. got a different condition, but couple of conditions through my body but part of it is that the flow from everything else is struggling right now because it's realigning and it's putting a lot of pressure on my brain again at the moment and because of that you know like yourself I'm actually suffering with a lot of headaches right now and and so I need to have sleep and so because I need to give my brain a rest 
Yeah, and yeah. that's what I'm doing. I'm just taking those, yeah. whether it's 20, that. half an hour, an hour. Yesterday was an hour nap, so it's probably almost asleep. And mm. it was fantastic. I got up but and then I, I pumped it out. Yeah, yeah. But you can serve better and serve more people that way. So much it. better. And when you, I think that self-awareness is, here's the thing, is especially in our roles, mm. we're leading others, is that uh, probably even maybe five, ten years ago, maybe even only two years ago, we all thought we had to be these superheroes, right? Mm. COVID gave us permission to show up. I'm in jeans. I haven't got shoes on. Yes, it's 20 past eight. Yeah, I just came straight from a workout. (laughs) That's right. And as Nick Hill, sorry to disappoint you, Nick Hill, but I'm not in my PJs this morning. I know. I nearly nearly was going to just for him. And And I, I would have joined you, except I just don't own any. No, I know. I know. I heard that. I thought that would be an interesting um, live, wouldn't it? <laughs> but for us to actually say, okay, we are humans. This comes back to your yeah. whole, you know, focus and philosophy and belief of it's humanity. So if we are all mm. humans, we've all got things going on. We don't rock on up and say, hey, nice to meet you and and this is who I am. It's interesting because Sam brought that up yesterday of, you know, how she used to show up and some people thought that that's who she was and it wasn't. That's who she was at the time but not who she used to be. I used to be the same and so I identified as a particular person and so, yeah, that shifts over time. But I think when you can look at yourself and say, hang on a minute, I do have these things that impact my performance and this is as a leader what I'm going to do to actually take just that little bit of time out, recharge, reset, to then be able to step up to that peak performance again is huge. And instead of thinking that we have to be this superhuman and then what happens? We all hit burnout. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it. And I think we can actually lead more, change more, impact more if we do exactly what you do. So I'm going to take a leaf out of your book and have some um, afternoon naps it's I good. Can't, yours is a GG nap. You know, I can't call it a nap and nap because I'm not a grandmother yet. But, but I um, actually think if you listen, and I, I mean, part of my obsession in life is health. And mm-hmm. so I'm always looking and listening to health podcasts or thinkings mm-hmm. or, you know, trainings or particularly science based things. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a huge thing around sleep and mm-hmm. being able to get better sleep and you know my husband and I are always checking out in the morning our aura ring so I wear an aura ring for those that don't know what an aura ring is but it's it it keeps track of your sleep and and much more as well but what we do is we always compare our things and and one of the interesting things is throughout time and I can tell you when I have either I'll wake up and I'll go I've had high REM because of the conditions in my body, REM means dreaming, right, and, and all that sort of thing. And for me, if I'm dreaming, that's my body still working. And yes. so it feels like it's working very hard. So if I've got high REM, I'll wake up feeling, oh, I'm so exhausted, but I may get a really good sleep score. Now, one of the things that he and I really differ on is deep sleep. And, yeah. you know, I have a few things around that. I have a few... You know, again, it's about that whole decision thing. Like, 
I seriously have known this little hack. And this little hack was this, that in the morning I'd ask, what am I going to do as part of, I've got a huge routine in the morning, but part of that routine is, what am I going to achieve today that's humanly possible? And I always say humanly, because again, because I think it gets us back to we're human. And what can I, you know, humanly achieve today? And so it might be three things that I put on that list. And so I'm busy in my day. And like any one of us, there may be things that distract. So you only get two of those done. And so Mm -hmm. I asked myself at the end of the day, have I done everything humanly possible today? And the answer might be no. I could just send a text message to Tania. I need to really Mm -hmm. connect with her again. Okay, great. Have I done that? Is there anything else I need to do? Oh, I just need to send an email. Great. Mm -hmm. Now, is there anything else humanly possible that I could do today? Actually, the answer is no. And here's the thing and why this is so important. Because many of us, like both of us, Mm. you know, we live in a world where there is always work to be done. There is always Mm. something else we could achieve. We have to give our brains permission to go, I did everything today humanly possible. Humanly possible, yes. And that gives me so much peace. And I tell you, my sleep scores went up the moment I started that in Mm. my life. Yeah, I think that's great because I think that's one of the things that especially small business owners that have just come off the back of COVID and and all still trying to sort of, you know, ride the wave is we all thought our flight fight response went up, our adrenaline pumping, we're just, we're constantly thinking we haven't been able to turn off and then, then we're putting ourselves down because mm. we haven't actually achieve what we wanted to achieve, didn't even launch what we wanted to launch or or whatever, and where if we say that humanly possible, yeah. and remember it's whatever's humanly possible in this moment at this time or this day. Correct. And that's why I love it and it gives, me, it gives me such peace. And, by the way, then I've got strategies. If I didn't complete stuff, I know how to move that on. So there's other pieces to it. But here's the beautiful piece. It gives me permission to go, oh, even if I work right up to the end and do all the things that they say, have a computer on, have lights full on, you know, working right to the end. And then if I want to, I can actually go to sleep and I sleep beautifully and get Mm. amazing sleep Mm. because I've given myself permission to say I did well, I've completed it. Yeah. Do you think people are showing up less intentionally and need more strategies and frameworks to help them moving into this new approach to leadership personally and, you know, business? Is it just having those little gold nuggets? As you said, if I didn't complete that what was humanly possible, I've then got other strategies to help me. How many people, I know peak performers, we all have strategies there in place but let's also talk about the times when we derail or maybe we need to review our strategies maybe we need to have more frameworks in our toolbox but be flexible and adaptable to be able to either go and i think that's the key right have the strategies have the resources have the support around you that you need Mm. to get you to where you need to go as well that's i think a massive key and Be ready to pivot and like, oh, sorry, we weren't allowed to use that, to shift or to 
be flexible or adapt when you need to be able to do that. And, And I think if you can do that, you know, the pathway ahead never changes as in my vision, my big vision never changes. If you ask what it is, it's to increase the percentage at top decision tables to help global leaders and industry leaders and innovators, Mm. you name it, to make the right decisions fast, to give voice and advocacy for the frontline of humanity. That vision never changes. Mm -hmm. The layers of that vision never change of the core of it. But the pathway to get there there can change. change. Yeah, absolutely. And I think how many people do you see show up to a new year without a big, bold vision? I think, you know, and I think we need to finish up now, but I think one of the biggest things around this is going back to one of your comments, and that is fear. Why are people not setting big goals? Why are people not setting intentions? Why is this such a big thing? Are we actually just giving permission for you not to show up well? Are we just going, it's okay, Tania, you know, if we don't say that this is what needs to happen, then you can be whoever you are. But here's the thing that I learned, and I learned this a lot when I was working in community work with young people with really hard social echo environments, right? Like Mm. I, I learned this was that I could be this nice person. I could be this person that goes, I'll just pat you on the back. I'll give you everything you need and I'll just, you know, we'll just do it at your pace. And you know Mm. what? Nothing ever changed, ever changed. They went back to their default systems and it just went back. And I realised that day, I don't want to be just doing that. I want to see change. I want to be part of the change. I want to see a shift from problem to solution. To solution, yeah. And me just going to you, <sighs> what pace are you going to do it? How are you going to do that? Like yeah. I, it's the whole thing, if I don't aim at something, I literally won't That's hit right. anything. That's I right. Won't. And I think we don't give ourselves. And I know I'm probably lost to most play of the game by now, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> because this, but this goes against a lot of the grain because people That's are like, right. No, we don't do big resolutions. We don't, no, you don't do big resolutions because you never achieve those resolutions. So now, no. because I don't do it, that means that we shouldn't do it because if yes. I can't do it, then you probably can't do it. No. What if you could say, this is where I want to go? And that's why I choose a theme and then I break it down. Yes. And I go, yes. well, yes. this month, my focus is on these conversations. Yeah. Who knows yes. what next month, but the theme doesn't change. My, that's what I say. The core doesn't change. And- and the actions that you take, I think how many of us are intentionally setting up to fail from a fear of failure rather oh than goodness. actually taking that leap and saying, I'm going to grab the ball by its horns. I don't know what this looks like, but I know my end goal, whether yes. it's a month or a quarter or a year, and exactly. I'm just going to play big to actually do whatever I can consistently. And that word consistently yeah. or consistency is key because, and we can wrap that up and I can leave that with that. you. But that 1%, I think too many of us, we live in this IG factor world, the instant gratification. We <laughs> expect success today. We mm. want the million dollars today. We want to lose weight today. We want to 
may be the impact and change today, but what if we could just commit to 1% every single day? And that's over the course of one year, 365%. Not amazing, right? My dear mentor and and friend, John Asaraf, has ingrained this in me. And he said, are you interested or are you committed? And if you show up to any of my events now, they're all virtual but or at the moment, but those that are interested will do what's convenient. They'll find reason to blame, complain yeah. and, and point the finger or the lens at someone else. Those that are committed will do whatever it takes. Now, I had that little bit in there is it's not whatever it takes at the cost of your health, at the cost yes. of your family, at the cost of your integrity or your mental health and well-being. So what will you do, really, are you committed to do whatever it takes within the value of you and your mental health and well-being and Mm. the integrity of yourself and others? So 1% and are you interested? I think I encourage everyone, show up and be committed, committed to your vision and whatever you want to do. That's, to me, the new approach to leadership. And that takes us into a whole different gamut, which I would have um, loved to have talked about because that's well, why we I set up the 1%. Percent. Exactly, because yeah. that's why I set up the 1% movement. So that's a huge um, thing. All right, um, from our conversation, yeah. from our conversation yeah. today, what's one thing that you're going to take or use or think more on or more on? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> or, hey, on. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm not always grammatically correct. <laughs> it was two words. It just really went slid into each other and I realised it was a different word. Do you know, one of the biggest things is, and I'm very bad at this and I, I have made a decision to actually be better at this and Sam even approached it or brought it up yesterday, is those boundaries And right now, obviously, I am impacted with my head at the moment. I have been just since before Christmas. So it brings it to the forefront that I've really, I'm going to try and take that little time out for me. I don't take a lot of that extra time out during the day. Once I start, I'm on. And so my little takeaway is not only give myself permission, but it's okay to actually just break up your day. Here's the thing, we run our own days, Uh yet we feel trapped and slaves to others. So it's that's my little takeaway is actually, although I teach it to others, is I'm going to do that. I love that. Just take that time out, even if it's just that 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Or Um, a nap. Or a nap, yeah, 100%, definitely. And that's what I mean is actually shut down that brain. Close your eyes, turn off and come back refreshed. And it's just like, you know, our mouse, for example, we have to actually, when the batteries run low, we have to change the batteries, don't we? Yeah, I think a lot of that is with refueling as well. There's a huge need for that right now and more so than ever. And I kind of want to figure out better ways to refuel. But so from today's conversation for me, it's around the permission, you know, is to dive deeper into that and just think how, you know, I guess to figure out how people are not, why people are not giving permission or give mm. themselves permission and then look at the ways in which I've given myself permission and how that's changed for me and mm. just be really clear on what strategies work for that. And if I was to give myself permission maybe for something I haven't yet, how would that change the results that I'm going to bring to the table? So I'm going to 
really think on that today and use that as a lens when I go about my day. And so here's the thing. We finished today's conversations. How do people get hold of you if they want to know more about what you do in your world? By the way, this is intentionally done on these conversations. If you notice, I don't even go, often I don't even say who you are, which I think everyone can see your name on there, but I don't, I on purpose don't say, oh, we've got Tanya and she does da-da-da-da-da because of one of the things you said today. And that was, I often identify by what I've been doing or who I am. And I don't want that to come into our conversations until now. Whereas if someone does want to connect with you and what you do in your world, they can. Yeah, they can. So you can find me on Facebook, obviously, send me a DM or Mm. Vision Alliance is, is my business name. So just probably easier now everyone's watching this on or they will be later on on Facebook is send me a DM and they can connect with me there. Happy to keep the uh, conversation going. Perfect. Love that. And thank you so much for being a part of this today. Because You know, I'm going to be on here every morning. So I think it's a great thing you've started, a great movement and, and just to be able to lead the way remember success leaves clues and you're Mm -hmm. walking the path so if you can actually show to others that conversations don't have to be hard we're just having a conversation yeah and so much good stuff can come out of a good conversation I I know and I feel like even for us like some of this we will take into what we do together as we continue our work together 100 percent and, you know, we've learned things from, oh, this is what we could be doing more about or this is, you know, and I think that's, exactly. it all just starts from conversation, right? And I think the energy, and it does, and that conversation, that creates confidence, it yeah. creates community, it creates a safe place. Yeah. See, I, I was raised to believe that a, a conversation meant confrontation. Oh, wow. mm, So I, interestingly, and I know we've got to wrap up, but (laughs) I was always afraid of having a conversation because I thought it equaled confrontation. Now, most people who know me say I'm very good at confrontation, right, because I'm strong, but I hate it. I crumble. Oh, you and me both. (laughs) I'm the one that's crying after a confrontation. So it's like all quivering in the lip and during it. It's going, oh. Yes, you've all learned our weakness now. (laughs) But imagine the freeing feeling that all of a sudden was like, hang on a minute, this does not have to be a confrontation. And when someone disagrees, I think I wrote on, I was at Mary's comment the other day, Mm. I wrote, hey, I disagree on this, but I agree on this. Yes. That's okay because that's what a conversation is about. There's no right or wrong. No. It just is. Mm. And um, that's what I love about these. So well done to you. Love you always. And uh, Well, if you know of anyone that you think should be on this conversation, and this is not just to you, Tania, but to anyone that's listening as well. If there's someone that you'd love to have on the, the decision table, you'd love me to have a conversation with, please get them locked into a conversation because this is what's going to change, you know, and start shifting things is when we start collaborating as a collective and have different conversations. And there's so much that I want to bring from this as we're going forward as well. So I'm excited. 
that this is just the beginning to much that can happen if we're willing to make a decision to do it differently, right? So share this, get it out to the world. And I look forward to having, you'll be back on tomorrow as well, you know, like in those messages. (laughs) You're fantastic. And, you know, anyone that's listening. So thanks heaps for being here today, Tanya. My pleasure. Have a good one. Amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, ensure you leave an awesome rating and review. Our hope is this podcast creates a new awareness, activates ownership to what is next, a curiosity for the need to be part of the change, and to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, then apply to join us at our next Leaders Movement Parlay. The link is in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to help build a tribe who make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, and movement changers. Big love until we see you on the next Decision Table Series podcast episode.